0: Portland Distro. If you like underground music, movies, and more, go to portlanddistro.com for licensed merch, vinyl, CDs, and more. Plug in the discount code 10OFF, T-E-N-O-F-F, for a 10% discount at portlanddistro.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of Everything Went Black. You know, social media is good for something, it turns out. Mother of Graves showed up in my Instagram feed and I was like, oh, this band seems interesting, Um, cool imagery. So I checked out their music and I was fucking blown away, I gotta be honest. What makes it even cooler is that my old friend, Chris Morrison, is also in this band. Chris and I met what seems like 200 years ago in the murky past when my band old my former band anodyne was out touring and i'm really excited to see that chris is back in action again with an excellent band and uh, please check these guys out i'm going to put links to their band camp in the show notes on the everything went black website and for those of you who don't know that there actually is an everything went black website everything went black media.com where I have show notes and in those show notes you can find links for all the uh, various uh, relevant things that my guests have been involved with and with Chris's in Chris's case I'll have links to their band camp for pre-order and for their other material so definitely check it out I can't give you enough reason than just this raving endorsement that this band is awesome and you need to keep your eye on them. Also, I'd like to thank everyone for their continuing support on Patreon. And if you want to support the podcast, go on over to Patreon, Everything Went Black podcast. And for $1 a month, you can support the podcast. i will give you access to bonus material, uh, extra episodes. That's what the bonus material actually is, is we have whole other shows and series that go on on Patreon that you only get access on that platform. So for $1 a month, you get access to this bonus material for $5 a month. You get the same bonus material plus early access to the shows that are in the free stream. And for $25 a month, a bargain at $25 a month, you can become a sponsor of the show. What does that mean exactly? Okay. Well, if you have a project, a business, a band or anything that you want to promote for $25 a month, I will give you a custom ad read similar to what I do at Portland Distro. So, yeah, you uh, you get the ad read plus all the bonus content plus early access to the show. And of course, you can, uh, you know, do it for a month, two months, a year, whatever you want. It's uh, completely up to you. There's no obligation to continue. Even if you want to just do it for one month and get one ad read for that month, perfect. And when you're done listening to this episode, I ask you all to check out our podcasting brethren. Monday, Horrorwolf 666, hosted by Brandon Legion. Tuesday, Into the Necrosphere, hosted by Jackie Smith; Wednesday is Everything Went Black. Thursday is hashtag NecroThursday. That is the day that Necromaniacs posts, hosted by Mike Scandato, myself, and Jeff Kashid. And then on Sunday, the brand new podcast, Sold Knox. And on Sunday, the brand new podcast, Sold Knox, hosted by my friend Carl Hikara. Thank you very much. Enjoy. dude I, I am really really happy to be talking to you man it's been way too long
1: dude it's been forever man i can't remember the last time i talked to you like i remember shit i remember running into you at south by southwest like way like decade ago <laughs> yeah
0: that was probably the last time we spoke like 10 years ago it's been
1: fucking time flies man doesn't it oh dude it's it's ridiculous man it's fucking ridiculous my life is like totally different yet somehow the same (laughs) oh yeah it's it's wild yeah dude it's wild oh shit but yeah dude i'm so excited to talk to you dude it's cool man you know i've always been following what you're doing and everything so it's been fucking cool i
0: I never think anyone is uh paying attention to anything i do honestly (laughs) it's like i just kind of do my thing and like all right every now and then i hear from people and it's cool and uh You know, it's just it's cool. I'm glad, you know, I mean, I'm really happy to hear from you because like I think like Instagram is when I first found out about Mother of Graves and I was like, okay, cool. You know, I I follow I follow a ton of bands and, you know, and, uh, and then I slowly started to realize who was actually involved in the band. (laughs) <laughs>
1: and i was like oh
0: shit uh
1: you know, like, hey dude. i know these guys from way back in the day
0: <laughs> well n- not only did i do i know you guys but also um i have an expectation that what you're going to be doing is good you know
1: <laughs> and, Hell, um, shit. i
0: don't know about that no 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 dude you're you're too modest it's uh, uh you know, harakuri was it was a great band and and um i was like okay this is awesome like harakiri guys are are doing it again that i realized it's you know it's specifically it's you and i i was like okay cool like some brutal death metal but then (laughs) when i started checking out the, the the uh songs i was like man this is like really really fucking interesting man and um oh cool yeah and not exactly what i expected but after i started really absorbing the music i was like okay yeah this totally makes sense because you know you guys played great death metal but i know that you guys were you know you you specifically you were into a bunch of other stuff and and um what mother of graves is all about is very much uh the kind of stuff i really enjoy where it's like you can hear a lot of different influences and like a lot of different things in there but it's still very very well rooted inside the extreme metal
1: world you know oh well, thanks, Mike. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Uh, it, it's a definite, um, I don't know about 180. It's definitely different than Harakiri and the, um, technical kind of death grindy kind of whatever we were doing. I don't even know how you describe that more brutal stuff, but yeah, man, I've always been into different stuff. I mean, I grew up on like melodic hardcore and punk and things like that and like just like heavy metal you know and it's melodic and things but yeah i mean this band was i don't know it kind of came out of nowhere honestly well
0: before uh before we really dive into that like what what uh what are all the other guys in harry Curie up to
1: well ben is uh ben's in mother of graves right. he plays yeah he plays guitar and does all of our uh recording and mixing um, he's like main songwriter, um, along with me, uh, like up to this point, at least, um, Kent is, he's bounced around. He was living in Nashville, doing like the, um, country music scene. He was like playing guitar in a bunch of like country bands, like on whatever, like the Nashville strip is, he was doing that for a while. And then, uh, he moved out to LA and was doing like band stuff out there. And now I believe he is back in Georgia. Like uh, living near his daughter, just kind of hanging out. Um, see, like um, Matt, he's—I see Matt all the time. We're still great friends. He's uh, not in into any uh, bands or anything like that right now. He was—he did the original demo for Mother of Graves um, back in the day, and he was, like I was trying to get him to be our vocalist, but he just—he didn't want to do it. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's got some voice, man. I remember, you know, I,
0: I mean, I still run those old Harakiri CDs, and and uh, oh and, damn, nice. You know, and playing. Back in the day, our bands playing together live, I was always really impressed by his vocals.
1: Yeah, man, he was, he was on a different level, like back then, especially with his lyrical content, which was totally different than anything like in the brutal death metal game. And like, yeah, he, he was pretty vicious, man. So I was hoping to get him to do this, but you know, I understand him wanting to not do it. And we got Brandon, who's amazing now anyway, but then uh, the like hardcore right, guys, you know, we got Nathan. Uh, I, don't, I haven't talked to him too much. I don't know what he's doing, kind of hanging out um see him every once in a while but yeah i mean everybody's kind of doing their own thing but yeah ben and uh ben and i are doing
0: this (laughs) yeah indy had a really cool scene for many years man there's a lot of oh yeah from the area and like i remember shows being really cool and um some of like uh my greatest memories of playing on tour have been in that area you know meeting all you guys was always like a
1: a real high point you know it was really cool Absolutely, dude. It was fun back here, man. Back in the days between like Indy and then like, you know, Jared was doing stuff up in Muncie and bringing bands here eventually. And then we had like the whole Doom thing going on here with uh, Gates of Slumber doing that stuff. And before that, like Burn It Down. And dude, it was, it was, it was hella fun. I mean, it's, it's really cool right now, too. It kind of ebbs and flows like everywhere. But uh, dude, it was fun as hell.
0: Yeah. Those two guys are very, very much missed, man. You know, McCash and uh, Jared. (laughs) You know that that's yeah. real. That was real, real hard to uh, to go through that like a few years ago, losing those two guys.
1: Absolutely. I mean, yeah, like Bob Fouts too, man. Like uh, Fouts. Was, how could I forget you know, Fouts? Yeah. That was that was recent. I mean, that was just 2020, I believe. Which God, yeah, doesn't seem that long ago, but yeah, man, uh, death. You know, that's kind of how this band Mother of Graves got started. Was uh was one of our friends died and that kind of caused the catalyst into the switch to the gloomy uh, melodies that <laughs> we went into so yeah anyway really so there was like an event that yeah. that caused
0: the uh the band that that sort of uh, propelled the band into existence
1: yeah yeah so um don who is our drummer um tj was our original bassist he's been um replaced with corey fairly recently But me and Don and, uh, yeah, TJ and our buddy Jeremy were in this band called Bullet Wolf back in, like, we started in, like, 2007. It was just kind of a fun, like, you know, heavy metal rock and roll kind of beer, just play the local bars and just have a good time band or whatever. And, like, Jeremy was, like, my best friend, like, one of my best friends ever. Um, He was our vocalist, bass player. And... Yeah, like, so we played for 2007 to like 2000. Yeah, 2016. So like we had this awesome show uh, booked in like downtown Indy, it was a beautiful day. It was like an outdoor stage. I think we were opening for like big business and some other bands were on the on the show. And dude, it was just a surreal day. It was amazing. Like all of our old friends we hadn't seen forever, like came out of the woodwork. And it was just like, man, it felt like we were like tripping or something. It was just it was just wild. It was such a great day. Well, later that night, uh, you know, I go home, whatever long day I go to bed, wake up in the morning to a phone call that <sighs> Jeremy had passed away. So, um, I'm waking up here after like one of the greatest, like fun days ever. And my best friend and bandmate, uh, he got in a car accident later that night oh, or early man. the next day morning. And, you know, he, he like flipped his car or whatever. And he was, he was just, he was, he was gone, man. Um, yeah, that fucking sucked still sucks <laughs> so you know, we were all devastated you know don and, and tj and i was like you know so you know i don't know he was like one of the first people i was super close to that you know died i mean obviously i had friends die before that and like relatives and things but you know like this hit really fucking hard you know like i i couldn't function um for a couple of days at least you know trying to process it um and then you know, so like eventually we're talking to the guys. I'm like, you guys, you know, we still have to play some some music together. You know, like Jeremy would have been, you know, one of those to keep going Rather we, I mean, we can't do this band anymore because he was such a piece of it, but you know, we're going to do something. So I'm like, I'm going to get back with you guys. Like later on, we're going to talk about it. And they like, I had no idea what the hell I was going to do musically after that. But I, you know, I couldn't just like stop playing guitar or whatever, writing songs. Cause it's been a part of my life since like the early nineties or whatever. Um. So I i just started like dicking around on guitar, like writing at home, and I was really at that time, you know, like the the kind of early, you know, the early '90s, mid '90s, whatever, like kind of Peaceville, kind of whatever I land on, like Tiamat and like Catatonia, and, like some of that early just Sandy stuff, and just the the melodies and that thing, like the sorrow. It was really speaking to me at that time, so that's kind of like what i started like playing on guitar like around the house i started playing uh you know just like somber melodies and things like that and it was really cool for me to do that because i didn't really know how to process grief that well and this i found it was helping me you know it was weird so i was writing this different style of music that i never really wrote before yeah, i mean rooted in death metal but way different than what i had done and yeah i mean i was like oh well shit, dude i'm kind of writing some songs here i better do something with these And so I talked to those guys. I was like, Hey, we might have something going on. And they're like, okay. (laughs) But I kind of got stuck, you know, after a while, trying to finish some of these songs. So I I called up Ben, you know, and I was like, Ben, dude, I got some songs, man. You want to help me finish these? He's got a little home studio. So we went over there and next thing we knew we had like this, this batch of songs and we're like, Holy shit, these are kind of (laughs) decent. So we decided to try to do something. We didn't really mean to do anything other than, you know, record a little demo and share it with friends and, uh, That was that was really about all we expected at that point, but it like the influence was definitely a direct result of you know our best friend like having a tragic accident and just that kind of just changed the way I thought about writing music at the time and it's kind of stuck with me ever since. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm sorry to hear about your loss, man. That that's that's terrible, you know. And and but it's uh yeah, I mean. Sometimes you go through something like that and it really changes the way that you approach everything in your life. You know what I mean? And and um Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean this new direction, I mean, as uh at least you're able to channel some of those feelings into a positive outlet, you know, and, and uh Yeah. Yeah. Like I definitely pick up on the Tiamat uh, vibe, you know, maybe some Paradise Lost, Evoking, yeah. like that kind of stuff, you know, and like yeah. I said, it was it was uh no I wasn't saying I was I wouldn't say I was surprised, but I was like, um, taken, like it was, it exceeded all the expectations I had when I first started <laughs> listening to it, you know, and, and I had high expectations because I, I just, you know, I, I, always loved Harakiri and, and I was really had held you guys in high regard as players. And, oh, man. um Thank you. Yeah, totally do Of course. And, and then when I first checked this out, I was really the first notes struck me as like this very deep emotional like thing and um yeah and then i just started digging in and this is only honestly what, what, i think i contacted you like maybe 2 weeks ago and that was like just days after i started listening to the band
1: oh man that's awesome <laughs> yeah so i was that's like
0: awesome. i'm like very new to the experience of mother of graves but i'm i'm like definitely on board and um, oh man yeah totally dude and and i've been like running this stuff pretty pretty regularly
1: <laughs> hell yeah that's cool man i appreciate that like like i said man we didn't really know like if this was gonna be a thing and then you know it people like we released that one demo song with like matt and the response was like ah people were digging it so i was like okay i guess we should probably do these other ones but then he didn't want to do it anymore so we got brandon on board um who brandon's an amazing vocalist uh and lyricist, you know, and he was, um, he, like he had commented when we posted that demo song, like he, he was into it or whatever. And when Matt didn't want to do it, I was like, okay, cool, Brandon, you know, you want to do this? And he had been in some local bands around here and doing some really cool things and knew his voice pretty well, so it fit pretty perfectly. And then, uh, yeah, then things just kind of got going. I mean, we somehow got like a a record deal with Wiseblood Records out of it, like a new brand new label. We were his first release and. Somehow that ended up getting us on the Metal Blade Metal Massacre compilation and a bunch of good press and everything. And we're like, God damn, okay, <laughs> this Hell is yeah, not yeah. what we expected, but okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw that Metal ma- Metal Blade Metal Massacre thing, and I was like, Damn, I didn't even realize they were still doing those those comps. Yeah,
1: they they brought that back like for uh, I don't know why they brought it back, but they did. <laughs> and uh, Albert at uh, Decibel was like helping curate it, and oh, wow. he's got a real- yeah, he had a relationship He still has a relationship with Sean because Sean also writes for Decibel and uh Albert uh, apparently heard like our track and was like, Hey, put them on it, I guess. I don't really know how that happened, but it did and we're grateful.
0: <laughs> yeah, those old the old ones were sick. That's how I found out about oh. a ton of
1: bands, you know, back in the oh, day. Oh hell yeah, man. Dude like between those and just like whatever random, like CD compilations would come in like sound of death magazine or whatever random magazines I would pick up. Oh man, I got turned on to so much stuff.
0: SOD <laughs> ruled, man. That was like my favorite magazine to read. And uh, Dude, it was, yes, it was great. That guy tried to do a different, like I remember, um, like that, when, when SOD ended, there was, the guy tried to start up like another zine. And he put out a couple of issues, but it kind of just, like, went by the wayside, okay. I think.
1: I don't remember that. Yeah. yeah, I just remember collect, collecting. I had like each stack of the S.O.D.s, like, in my room or whatever. And they all came with, like, a compilation CD. And, like, half of the shit was just fucking terrible. But some of it was, like, super awesome. I think, like, one of the, that was, like, one of the first times I heard um, Twilight by Edge of Sanity. And I was just, like, on Twitter yesterday talking about this song. And it's like my favorite death metal song of all time. <laughs> and I got it from like some random crappy, like promo CD in a magazine.
0: You know, it's, it's like that, that is definitely part of a different era that we're in right now. Um, so oh, no, yeah. I, I just remember you would find, there was one, I specifically think of a record store that was in Oklahoma city that, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but for, for a time I found myself in Oklahoma city quite a bit. And, uh, like one year, it was really funny. Like I, I actually played in Oklahoma City like four times in that year. <laughs> and not only that, but we stayed at the same Red Roof Inn. And, uh, and like I remember t- checking into the, uh, <laughs> to the, the hotel and, and then being like, oh, welcome back, Mr. Hill. <laughs> and like, but uh, at that, there was a record store that was next to this venue called the Constellation. And Mm -hmm. they had uh, you know great record selection. They had you know all all the things you'd you'd want to buy, but they always had the new issue of SOD and like mad like back issues. So I used to go in there (laughs) and buy. I have like I don't know. I got a ton of those, and they were always great to read. And I found out about so many bands, and there was a lot of you know interviews and articles of bands I already knew about, and the you know the compilation CD was pretty cool. Even even though. You know, even though even though some of the bands were like kind of iffy, like a lot of the stuff was really good, though. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, there's like you know bands who probably shouldn't be putting out a demo that bought their way onto some of those compilations, I'm sure. But <laughs> there's some decent stuff on there.
0: All right, so let's just go through like some of the stuff you guys. The first release came out. Like I'm looking at, you know, I'm doing my research here, and uh, so 2019 yeah. was the single, the Afraid single. Now the yeah. de- the demo that you're referring to. Did that, was that proper, ever properly pressed onto anything like cassettes or was it just no. something that was like on Bandcamp or on your, you know, online? Like what was the deal with the yeah.
1: Yep. I mean, the demo was basically just one song like that in summer Dream. Well, if you want to count it braid, it's like a demo. I don't know. We put that out there. But uh, in summer Dreams, it was like a unfinished mix. Like we hadn't like mastered it or anything. It was just kind of Brandon like threw down some vocals and we thought it sounded good enough and put it out there just to get a... Just just to get it out there. Um, So that's it. Just a single track we put out there on Bandcamp. And um, I think we had it up like on Spotify and other places for a little bit, but we took it down after a while. But yeah, we never pressed it or anything. We just did that because we were about done. I mean, we were trying to figure out if we were going to do an EP or if we were going to like write a few more songs and release an album at first. But, you know, we talked to Sean and just decided to put out that EP, which came out in January 21, I think. I don't know. I'd have to look at like. The internet to find out.
0: <laughs> yeah, twenty. Well, it's, I have I have twenty twenty one is the date. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, that, so yeah, we we put that out. Um, and you know, I, I still like I started writing songs back in two thousand sixteen. You know, like soon after Jeremy passed. Like he passed in March, and I still have voice memos on my phone from like the following month of like some of the riffs that are on um, the EP and also on the on the album. Like there's a whole song I wrote way back then that's like. Uh, it's called rain um i think it's the second song on the album but yeah so yeah we just we just you know got a great response from the ep and kept fucking writing man
0: now that ep is also on wiseblood records right
1: yep yep we're super happy with sean man he's such a cool dude um i mean it's not like i've had a lot of record deals but god he's he's so easy to work with and he's like community first and like band first and he actually He'll pay you he'll like keep you in the loop as to everything that's going on he'll be straight up if stuff's not going right like it, he's amazing he's just a great dude
0: i'm not familiar with wiseblood so what what other releases do they
1: have out oh man um so i'd have to look it up too but um you know he's put out a band called recently well he has a, a split coming up it's like four thrash bands like wraith and um he put out and grave rippers on that and grave rippers another band from around here in central indiana um they're playing like cool melodic like black and thrash like oh, oh, they're cool. fucking great yeah um like dissection or something like that more like that but more more thrashy you know okay. um you know yeah i definitely check him out if you can um he's put out some cool stuff oh, he recently put this hardcore band in seattle um turian i think is their name um kind of like stuff like when we were playing stuff like in the early like 2000s man like they sound like they could have been back from then kind of i wouldn't say they sound like you know dillinger or burnt by the sun or anything like that but like they give me that same vibe you know just kind of chaotic okay. and kind of kind of fun so i mean his label's kind of got a mixed genre He he's also got you know just some straight heavy metal bands on there everything is put out has been quality oh, stuff I, see, and, I
0: see he's got a demuricus record on there
1: oh yeah yeah he did the cassette version of that um because another local label i I guess i don't know if they're local anymore did the vinyl but yeah he definitely did the um did the cassette version of that we actually got to play their uh cd release show that was our second show ever which was fun
0: yeah i I just while we were talking i pulled up the um, encyclopedia metallum uh, entry they have it dude it's like a brand new label it's like his earliest release is 2021
1: yeah, that was us. We were the first one. Yeah,
0: that's what I see. It's, it's like, <laughs> I'm like, damn, this is like some brand new shit. So that's that's cool.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, he's you know he's already getting a foothold. He's he's he's, he's a good dude, and you know, he will, like he's respected. So like he's 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 getting some uh, some good bands, and like you know, getting some traction. I'm super happy for everything that he's doing with the label. It's great.
0: So I mean, it's on it's on my radar now. So I'm gonna try to dig into some of the stuff that he has out
1: for sure. Yeah. I actually t- I told Sean that I was doing this uh gonna be talking to you today, and he said that he had met you back when he lived in New York um a while back, okay in passing maybe and, yeah. um <laughs> he was just talking about how you were quite intimidating, oh man, <laughs> which I thought was funny. I was like, dude, well I mean yeah, he kind of looks intimidating, but he's a, he's a sweet dude <laughs> I, 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 you know it's unfortunate, you know what I mean I try not to uh no dude, it's hilarious, it's yeah. hilarious,
0: I love it. So you were saying about writing. Now now these days there's all sorts of resources available to write songs and make demos. Like when you when yeah. do you do you take advantage of any of that stuff, like when you're writing music?
1: Like me personally? Yeah, as far I, as like
0: I, all this computer stuff that they have now, like you can, uh, you know, make using like Easy Drummer and all this like software and yeah. stuff like that
1: you know i lean on ben when it gets to that point like me like when i come up with my song ideas i will just record them into my phone on my voice memos and that's basically it i have band camp like on my laptop and sometimes if i get a hair at my ass i'll like fire that up and like try to like put something together but no man um when i when i come up with something or ben or whatever we'll go over to his house and just pop in his little home studio and um and start laying down tracks, and that's actually like we write, and it ends up being the stuff that we're writing. We turn it into the album, actually. You know, it's kind of wild. We we'll do things with just like a, a simple, you know, electronic drum beat or whatever, and then bring Don in with a click track and make him play the drums to it.
0: <laughs> you know, I, it's funny. That's exactly what we do. <laughs> our, oh yeah, are you serious? Yeah, that's the same process that the last the last two releases that we had. Um, we just basically had a demo, uh, that we did in pro tools, you know, and, yeah. and a lot of the stuff is I started here in the apartment and just started writing it with fake drums and a click track and then yes. little by little, we expanded and that same session is what ended up being sent to the studio. And then we <laughs> just started cause there was some, every now and then there's like some Thing that you want to keep, you know, like maybe it's like some weird noise or like a a, you know synth part or something that we just left it in from the demo part and then it became the final record and it just builds from there. And it's kind of cool how that happens these days.
1: That's exactly what we did. I mean, we recorded these like songs basically as demos, you know, thinking, oh, you know, we're gonna have to re record this all the way down the road, you know, like, but then here's why the fuck we have to do that. The sounds pretty good <laughs> so you know of course we went in and maybe like fixed a few things or whatever but yeah it's really cool to be able to do that too because you know ben lives right down the road from me like uh i could i hop over to his house on week nights so i'll put the kids to bed or whatever and go to his house and we'll stay up late like working on songs just adding layers and things like that and god why do we want to like have to go back and redo that somewhere when we can just we already did it now does ben actually is he involved
0: in the full production? Like when you guys do the, do the album or do you take it to a studio?
1: No, nah, man, uh, we did. Well, for this, we were, since we don't have like a good drum room or whatever, we recorded the drums at a studio here locally, 1857 studios. Um, and then we took the drum tracks and took them back to his house and his home studio. And did everything else was done in his house. He vocals, all the guitar tracks, all the bass tracks, just everything, but the drums.
0: That's the way to do it, man. There, there really is no reason to like, for, for overdubs, you know, I mean, drums, absolutely. Yeah. I can see the value in having like a good, a really good drum room and like, you know, awesome preamps because you're, you know, you're recording an acoustic instrument. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot of it is like atmosphere, the room, ambience, like things like that. Um, especially, I guess, yep. you guys are playing a little bit slower tempo. So, like, you know, having like a nice drum sound with the decent room. <laughs> Is a, exactly. a big a big you know element to it you know, but guitars yeah. and vocals man these days it's like especially with like reamping and stuff it's like you can just it there's no reason to spend big money in a
1: studio where you're not utilizing the entire facility you know exactly exactly you know we don't have a bunch of money we're not like trying to spend a bunch of money on this i don't want to sit in the studio paying you know whatever for hour like with me just like fucking up not being able to play something <laughs> you know when i can go to ben's house and just you know okay i'm not feeling it i'll be back tomorrow but yeah like the drums you know like we wanted like big room kind of sound like reverb you know which i mean we're still using effects on it or whatever but yeah and like the amount of sounds you can get just sitting there at home is fucking amazing man Like. You know, we used like amp modeling, I guess. I don't really know exactly what, what, yeah. We used some stuff based off like Mesa Boogies. We like some PB stuff. And I mean, just everything's at your fingertips. It's so easy. It's crazy. So I remember like back recording the albums with Harakiri, you know, booking a studio for like three days, like, okay, we got to get all these songs done. Guys better be on your shit.
0: (laughs) You know, I thought I would never, like 10 years ago, I would never thought that I would say, that oh yeah, ant modelers are, are cool, you know? Yeah. But they are. They're like Oof. I remember Scott <laughs> Scott Hull was like the first person I talked to about, you know, recording, like doing these kind of like electronic, you know, versions of things. And he was like way on board with like ant modelers, like probably he was on the cutting edge with that stuff with Pig Destroyer. And yeah, I, yeah. I remember having conversations with him and I was like, oh, I don't know, man, this is kind of weird, you know, I I like having amps and it's just like, honestly, dude, what, <laughs> what they have available right now is, is pretty, pretty awesome. I think
1: I, I agree. It sounds fantastic. I don't know if I could make my, you know, my live amp sound like that with a mic in front of it, maybe, I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know if I could ever switch to doing that in a live situation. I like to have an amp with a, uh, like knobs, and I don't know. Yeah. I've, yeah, I've never played. I've never played like a live modeling amp situation, but oh, like one of those like Kemper's or Fractal. Yeah, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people love them. I, I just don't. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. I need. I need a actual physical amp that I can like break. <laughs> yeah. There, ha-
0: there has to be that element of danger of uh, of it malfunctioning i think you know what i mean
1: oh dude yeah dude my my 6505 um blew up something happened our very first show like we were like four songs into our like short set and it started crapping out at the end and i would just uh you sh- i beat my guitar up i was like bloody fingered i was just like rage playing like I, I, they switched out my amp but it was just like uh, some other amp that just was not not doing my sound <laughs> it was a fun show though like uh, I really hurt myself though. I was like punching yeah. the guitar and everything. I was
0: so fucking mad. I'm not. I'm not quite sold on the campers and all that. A lot of people, like you were saying, a lot of people really, really, uh, yeah. love, live by those things. And I think maybe it's a different style of music. You know, like the more technical kind of bands. You know, like Art Spire and stuff like that. They're they're
1: really yeah. Into, you know, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, I just I just started getting into like with this band. Like I never played like. I never had a pedal board before, and now I finally have, like, a pedal board with, like, some cheap-ass effects or whatever. But I'm starting to get into equipment a little bit, so it's kind of fun.
0: Yeah, definitely the music you guys are playing lends itself to effects and all that fun stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you know, I just run delay and reverb, really, but it's still fun to mess with. Yeah.
0: So the new full – or the full length, the first full length. um, Yes. That's, uh, you know, where the shadows adorn. Now yep. I, I've I've heard I've heard the record, you know. Thank you. <laughs> You're um, welcome. I've heard you know. There's some tracks available right now, but let's talk about the album and when when that's actually going to be available for full release.
1: All right. Yeah. So it's pre order now. Um, we've had one single like release that's out there available to listen to, and there's going to be another one uh, coming out on September 14th. I don't know if I'm allowed to say who's putting that one out there but it'll be announced soon but then yeah the, uh, the album is slated for release on october 14th um hopefully the vinyls the vinyl gets pressed and everything in time to ship out i'm not sure there might be a slight delay on that because that seems to be the way things happen these days but yeah october 14th wiseblood records where the shadows adorn i'm excited man it's been a long time coming
0: i'm really excited to hear something new from you man like, you know, a full length, like full blown, fully actualized thing, you know, that that's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, thanks, man. I'm ex- I'm excited for it, too. Like, I haven't had an, an album out since, uh, I mean, well, I guess I had like a whole thing, but like the last, not major, but like 2002 was when the Harakiri, last Harakiri full length came out, you know, on Willow Tip. And like, you know, we did a, some touring and stuff. I don't know if we're going to tour now, but. Yeah, man. Like, it feels good to be doing stuff again. I've been doing this for a long time, you know, as you know. Yeah, totally, man.
0: Yeah. Is there anyone else in the band besides Ben that I might know?
1: Um, You know, I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, I'm trying. You know what? Um, so, Brandon, I, I told Brandon I was doing this. He said that he talked to you when you guys played here his band summon the destroyer i think open for you guys i think oh, yeah. you guys played here yeah, yeah. I, so I he them. he does yep he's vocal he was he still is vocals for that band. i don't know if they're very active right now so um you might have met him in passing um cory actually plays bass for them too so i mean he's he's our bass player now played plays in summon the destroyer as well so you may or may not have met him in passing um yeah, super fucking cool guys though you'd love them yeah, well, you
0: know, they're friends with me and they're probably <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like you know, we all have like we're like minded people, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, right. You know, you wouldn't feel bad about letting us crash on your uh kitchen floor or whatever. Absolutely, man. We've done it before. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first have, time. <laughs> well, I know exactly, dude. We remember that fondly, man. We talk about it all the time.
0: Actually, since you mentioned it, I think uh internal bleeding might have played that show. Remember remember we played uh, Yes. Yeah, that's who it was. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, do you remember what club was that? Do you remember? I, I have no idea. Now, now like, we're really uh, we're going out there. <laughs> the Voodoo Lounge, maybe, or the yeah. You know, it's fun. The, actually, I do remember the place. It's either it was either that place or uh, Castle Heights. Uh, Ooh, I think it might have been that place. That sounds Castle familiar. Castle Heights. Yeah, that's the spot. That was like yeah, this metal like hardcore. It was, on, it was in Queens and it was like kind of yeah. way out in the outskirts. And yeah, that, yeah, it was definitely Castle Heights. And that was like, wow. I used to live right down the street from there. And I remember seeing a bunch of shows over the years. Well, I, I only lived there for like a year, but like I would go there when I moved to Brooklyn and um, yeah I saw like, Mast- we, Mastodon played there like there was there was a period of time where a lot of bands on relapse ended up playing there so I saw Mastodon, Burnt by the Sun nice um, I mean that's how long ago we're talking that Mastodon yeah, was yeah. playing in a room that fit like a hundred people
1: you know man I, I love that early Mastodon when I saw him that uh, we played one of those new, uh, some like hard new, I don't know whatever hardcore fest that was out on the east coast somewhere I don't know but they played like the small room like And they just fucking blew my mind. It was so amazing.
0: Yeah, that same room I saw today is a day. Uh, You know, we played there a couple times. Um, But mostly it was, like, bands like Marauder and, like, Stormfront. And those types of bands played at that venue.
1: Oh, that's wild, man. So, yeah, we must have stayed at your place. Like, that was uh, close to there then because I remember – getting kind of lost we like went on a subway adventure and it ended up like in like times square and we had no idea what the fuck we were doing
0: <laughs> actually we did we did a, a few dates together because i remember yeah yeah we, we were like doing like i don't know, like a long weekend or something so we played a few shows we played mm-hmm. that, that show in queens and i remember the next day we saw morbid angel
1: oh yeah i, I missed that i think <laughs> no some of I think that's when we went out and got lost in in, oh. in NYC, and like I think you and Kent and maybe like whoever else was with us, I think our, we had like some roadie people going along or something. I oh, think so you, you were, guys, weren't oh, right there?
0: Oh, okay. So no, I'm-
1: no, we decided to go explore, man. Like we went and got lost in the city and just like did stupid shit, like peeing on the subway and oh, or whatever wow, we were God. doing.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I remember the next. Yeah, it was the day after we all played. The Morbid Angel was playing because they were on tour. At Pantera. Yes. Um, yeah. It was an off night. From that tour, and they played at this place called like the Voodoo Lounge or something. It was like way, way. It was almost in Long Island. Like it was far. It was far oh, away damn. from where, where I was living. And um, a relatively small club. I remember it was the Gateways to Annihilation tour because Rutan was in the band, and uh, yeah, and uh, Tucker was the vocalist. And it was fucking awesome. It was like seeing them play in a small club like that. It was like really killing.
1: In retrospect, I should have went and saw that instead of going to whatever <laughs> dive bar we ended up going to, man. I don't know what we were doing. It was still fun, though. Memorable. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, I don't remember where else we played. I mean, I feel like we played with you guys fairly often. I think we were in Boston at least sometime together, like with that crazy Robin dude. And Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Robin, Robin's, uh,
0: Robin's, uh, his merch company is actually a spon- one of the sponsors for this podcast oh no
1: shit dude i haven't talked about dude in forever
0: yeah man that dude was wild man that guy was like such a fun storyteller (laughs) he's doing pretty good man he um he's got he's got this merch company that he's doing um he's getting married again in october and uh nice of course i'm going to the wedding you know he's like hell yeah one, one of my oldest friends man that dude like his he and i have been through so much stuff man together and um He's just like one of these guys that's just always in my life, you know, which is cool.
1: Oh, that's that's so awesome, dude. Like, yeah, like we we, we stayed at his house like a couple times way back then too. And, oh my god, just it was just wild. <laughs> just, and on um, things I probably shouldn't talk about like on a podcast or whatever. <laughs> but yeah. I uh, no, no one's listening, man. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my kids to hear, man. <laughs> awesome
0: so do you guys have any merch or anything like that for sale like you bought from uh band camp or something like that
1: i i we've got some old stuff up there right now but i just this morning placed an order for uh some new killer long sleeves and short sleeve t-shirts for everybody's uh wearing fun so yeah no, I, should, I should have some cool shit up there in a couple of weeks i'll keep going to do mind. that yeah man uh they're gonna look they look pretty badass and we're probably gonna do some like package stuff with like um some of the albums we'll do like a shirt and album kind of combo package for a discount or something like that
0: you you know it's funny uh you know I, I don't know how you how you feel about this but uh there are some bands that are long sleeve bands and some bands are short sleeve bands <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah yeah and, and in my mind, when I was asking you about the merch, in my mind I'd already made a decision that I was I was gonna buy a long
1: sleeve for you guys. That's you guys are like a long sleeve band. We're definitely a long sleeve band, man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, I don't know why, but yeah. You know, we made some long sleeves for the EP, and they sold really fast. And I like actually wear one. I never wear my own band shit like anywhere, but I wear that long sleeve because it's
0: pretty cool. <laughs> You know, every now do you and then. You, know. yeah, okay. you wear your own stuff? I, yeah. Sometimes you wear your own know, stuff. It's a, that's like a European thing, you know what I mean? <laughs> like a lot of bands from Europe will wear their own merch. I don't know if you ever Yeah, yeah. You know, picked up on that or like old school like thrash thing, like Dave Mustaine, like there's the the Peace Sells video where they're all rocking Megadeth t-shirts yes. in the video.
1: I mean, I could see it, like, if you're on tour and, like, you, like, don't have any clean clothes, you just pull a shirt out of the merch box or whatever, but, uh, yeah, dude, I just never did, like, it was just, like, taboo, but I don't really give a shit anymore. I'm 45 years old, man, I don't care. <laughs>
0: yeah, I kind of, uh, every now and then I'll wear, I'll wear, like, you know, if, if we're overseas, I'll do it. Like, it's funny, it's like, you know, <laughs> I won't do it in the States because I feel like a dork, you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But if I we're, know, like, man. traveling over in Europe, then I'll, I'll, then it feels like it's, like, I have, like, free reign to do that, you know? I'm going to bring it back, man. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> just, like, sweatpants, like, sweatshirt, like, a whole rig, you know, like
1: a hat. Oh, dude. <laughs> sweatpants. That's a good call, dude. Like, I don't know. People, like, I see bands all the time doing, like, you know, athletic shorts and stuff. I'm like, man, that'd be kind of cool. And I'll think Mother of Graves is like, an athletic shorts kind of band. Does
0: Actually, really? you'd be surprised the bands that have, have slam shorts. like um, Yeah. Yeah, like a lot. It's just, like, it's, like, people, people just want them now. It's like bands that you would, like originally in my mind, like bands like Devourment or something, that's like a yeah, yeah. shorts band, you know, or like, you know, Internal Bleeding. We were talking about them or like Waking the yes, waking yeah. Cadaver, like the bands like that. But yeah. nowadays it's like everyone has shorts, you know, I
1: got to get on the shorts train then. Yeah. The shorts, I think
0: that would be a welcome uh, addition to the merch game, you know, okay, s- okay. sweatpants, all that stuff. It's all, it all sells,
1: you know. All right. Well I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little note here and get back to the merch company and order some <laughs> shorts and sweatpants. <laughs> hey, man, if you use the same screens and just hook it up on some sweats. Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, Chris, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, getting this thing out there. Uh I'm gonna check back on your band camp and see when you got the new shirts and everything and um yeah, thanks for coming uh, yeah. on. Thanks for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate it,
1: dude. Thank you so much. Great to talk to you again, man. It's been too long. Let's not wait so long next time.
0: Totally, dude. And uh, if you guys ever have any plans of coming out east or anything, definitely make sure I'm I'm involved somehow in that.
1: Oh fuck yeah, dude! Awesome. Okay, yeah. Uh, we'll hopefully have some some news on that after the album comes out. We're kind of waiting for that to come out, and then we're gonna make our our plans. We got some things in the works. Hopefully, it all. Falls online, line, so we'll see. And
0: before we go, uh, can you just give everyone like uh, where they can find you on social media and your official Bandcamp, and you know any any relevant information about the band that you want people to know? Just you know, let us know about. Yeah, it. yeah,
1: absolutely. So yeah, okay. So we got a new album, uh, "Where the Shadows Adorn," coming out October fourteenth. You can follow us on Bandcamp, MotherOfGraves.bandcamp.com um you know we got an instagram page you know at mother of graves i believe it is you'll find us if you just kind of look for it um facebook same thing um and we got a twitter too have mother of graves on there you know so you know appreciate everybody checking it out um if you like doom and gloom and death metal i think you know maybe something there to listen to but and i'm yeah. going
0: to uh I'm going to embed the uh, your your Bandcamp in the show notes for this so that oh, sick, can pre-order. And and everyone out there, uh some of you guys might not know that there's actually a website for this podcast called Everything Went Black Media. And cuz some people have asked about cuz you know a lot of times I'll do these playlists and stuff and people are like, "Well, where do I find these playlists?" and I'm like, "Well, you got to go to the website." So, if you go to the that website for this episode, there will be embed links for all this stuff. And you can pre-order. make a, Put a pre-order in for this record. And you can order the EP. And all the other stuff that they have on Bandcamp. And um, So yeah. It's just fucking buy that shit. Do yourself a favor. <laughs> you know? Hell yeah man. Thanks Mike. Alright Chris. Have a good night man. Take care.
1: Alright dude. See ya. Thank you.